Turn it up a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. There we go. Now. Right. Yeah. We on? Yeah, we on. We on and we in this piece. You know, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Twisted Young is in the building. It's your boy Mojo. Sitting here with Myra King. Myra King. Myra B. King. The Myra B. King. For boss, God damn it. Along with Mojo. Along with Felice Navidad is the Wheezy F baby. Okay. Now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in the Twisted Youngin' Show. Thanks. Um, hope everybody's had a, a good holiday or whatnot. Um, we figure we'll start off with, um, because there was some interesting news that happened over the weekend or later out during the week about uh, these COVID mandates, lockdowns going on through cities or whatnot. So we figure we'll start there and we'll see where the com- conversation leads us to. Yeah. Um, what is it? Chicago was the latest city to go into a COVID lockdown. Well, they were one of the, well, DC followed after them. So they had, uh, I, yeah, that was big to me when Chicago um, announced. And I remember when you sent that to me, and I'm like, oh, wow, I see where DC has just joined the pot. I mean, <laughs> the pot. But um, like you said, it's DC, Chicago. Um, Boston also announced that um, that the city would be requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccination for indoor dining, fitness venues, theaters, et cetera. Mm. Of course, Chicago. We all know Los Angeles is on there for indoor as well. Yeah. Um, New Orleans, New York City. Whoa, New Orleans. Yeah. You need a vaccination so, card in New Orleans? So it says um, in New Orleans, let's see what we have here. Anyone 12 or older must have proof of at least one vaccine shot or negative uh. result from a COVID test taken in the past 72 hours to enter indoor restaurants, bars, music halls, indoor sports arenas, casinos, and other entertainment venues. Can I just say screw New Orleans? Like, ain't nobody going there no goddamn way, first of all. Then you want to throw in a COVID mandate, vaccine mandate, like you finna actually draw some, like, dude. Just, <laughs> if, 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 no, no disrespect, but if it kill yourself for somebody, it would be New Orleans, straight up. Like, just kill yourself, dude. You are cutting off your pipeline. Y'all make no money out there. You have no big businesses. All you have are your sports teams, which are garbage. You got a basketball team being ran by a football team. Thus, Anthony Davis getting the fuck out and Zion still not playing for y'all. All kinds of things are going on in New Orleans. You know, the floods and all of that. And the best thing they can do is wait for Mardi Gras for people to show up and tourists to come in and spend millions of dollars to reestablish the city and probably Louisiana's net worth. And then you want to throw out a COVID vaccine mandate as if someone's going abide by your demands get the fuck out ain't nobody getting no vaccine to go to new Orleans. stop now if we talking la and new york yes people will get vaccinated because they got business out there uh you see sports players doing it and stuff like that i don't see no player on the nba team in new orleans talking about they better get a mandate or they can't play like ain't no ain't no ain't nobody going for that new orleans should be ashamed of themselves ain't nobody going out there no way man my bad carry on that just made me mad. Also, uh, Philadelphia has also added to it. The mandate is set to go into effect starting January 3rd 
For the first two weeks of the mandate, January 3rd through 17th, establishments establishments may accept proof of a negative COVID-19 test result Mm. taken within the past 24 hours instead of proof of vaccination starting January 18th. Only the fully vaccinated must enter. So basically they're saying like, yo, we'll give you two weeks to test negative. And then after that, we need only the fully vaccinated must enter. And uh, also San Francisco, it says, uh, San Francisco, it says a negative COVID-19 test can't be used in lieu of proof of vaccination in San Francisco. And okay, so Mm. I I have something to say about that, but let me uh, list the rest of these cities. You got uh, Seattle and Washington, D.C. Seattle requires that patrons 12 and older be able to show proof of full vaccination or present or present a negative COVID-19 test result to enter indoor restaurants and bars. So at least they're trying to give you, uh, I guess, same thing with New Orleans. They're trying to give you, um, you can t- take a, a negative COVID-19 test, but going back to, um, going back to, what's this? What did I want to say? That's my though? thing though. Like take a negative test and you come in like, bro, stop it. Well, this is the thing. Is it about not having COVID? Because if it's about not having COVID, seems like everybody should want you to take a COVID test and test negative in order to enter. Thank you. Where the hell does the vaccine, what, where the hell does that fit in it? Like if you need a negative test, that's nothing. People will go to the urgent cares and, you know, all of that and get one today. My big thing though, with those um, negative tests is that where do you take the COVID shot? Obviously you take it at an urgent care. And if you can't get it at an urgent care, then where are you taking it? At the hospital. Who's at the hospital? Sick people. Most likely, and I'm pretty sure if we dig deep enough, I'm pretty sure you can find at least about 2% of people that caught COVID came from a hospital. Like, no one's just hanging out in hospitals. No one's going to take a COVID test and shit like that and waiting three or four. I mean, unless you're taking a rapid one where they give you your results that day. But no one's going to wait two to three days just so they can go out and have a drink. Come on, man. I think they have, like, said, yeah, I know for sure. It's rapid testing testing centers like set up different places but um again i would rather be in a restaurant knowing that everyone that came in here has tested negative for covid within the past uh 24 to 72 hours than uh, in a restaurant full of people who just have the vaccine because when you have the vaccine you don't even have to show proof of a covid test Mm -hmm. so um and i agree with that because majority i'm glad we talking about this now because majority of the sports franchises like i was just saying football has had an outbreak in covid and they're mandatory not mandatory but they basically made it mandatory that all the teams get vaccinated if you don't get vaccinated cool but they're most likely gonna put you on blast and shun your ass until you do basketball's had an outbreak several outbreaks and we both know the rules in basketball you don't have to be vaccinated but if you want to travel and play with the rest of the team then you might as well be because you won't be playing in cities like boston a top market for basketball chicago another top market for basketball los angeles another top market for basketball and obviously new york and philadelphia which are all the top markets in basketball you can't show up in either one of those cities unless you're vaccinated ask Kyrie. So those are two sports right there. Have you paid attention to the out, uh, the outbreak in hockey? Baseball been shut down because of the COVID outbreak. And all of these sports franchises, I mean, all these sports organizations 
are all demand sports leagues are all demanding that the players get vaccinated. Well, they're vaccinated. Baseball can say, oh, hockey, hockey is being like, man, some of the healthiest uh, young men playing. Okay. Healthy, you know, healthy individuals. So all of these are healthy individuals. We're talking about millionaires who get paid to do nothing but work out and play sports. They're all healthy. And yet they've got to have a vaccine in order to travel and they've all gotten it in somehow, some way, majority of teams are breaking out with COVID. Here, look at my Lakers. We're, we were pulling people out the stands to come and play with us a few weeks ago. We were giving people 10-day contracts and stuff. Like, where do you think these 10-day contracts are coming from? In the, in, I mean, in the NBA. They're doing the same thing in the NFL. They're allowing teams to start signing people for, I think it's like for a month or something like that, due to them not having enough players on the roster active in order to have a game that week. You've seen the Cleveland and um the Cleveland team, their whole team damn near caught COVID. The Raiders, everyone's yeah, add, doing it. Okay, cool. Add add Dez in. Send send the link to his email. Gotcha. No, yeah. but you're you're absolutely correct. Um, I'm gonna tell him he's you're sending him the link now. Yeah, it's sad, man. Everyone's doing it, everyone's mandating these vaccines, which is fine. I have no issues with it. I just want to know if we're mandating all these vaccines, what's happening. Like all these vaccines that are mandated and all these people that are vaccinated and they can't travel and they can't do this. Well, they got it. They got the vaccine. There's still outbreaks every for, everywhere. And I tell you what, Myra, on top of that, I'm again, I'm willing to get a little more conspiracy theorists with it and tell you if we did some digging, I'm pretty sure you'd find well, another not 2%. You know, well, people- not, not conspiracy, but I tell you what, if you did enough digging, I can assure you majority of these COVID outbreak cases are in cities that are mandating vaccines. Well, see, I don't know about that. I, I, don't, I don't know about it either. I said that. if we did enough digging, there may be found. I'm pretty sure you could find the cause that cities like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, who are all claiming to have outbreaks, but they are all fully vaccinated, established cities and stuff like that. You know, things of that nature. Well, we do know, okay, well, we do know, first of all, that COVID is real for sure absolutely are catching COVID the thing is I guess what my big issue is to me whether the cities are the ones on on lockdown or or whatnot is just that okay it's just the vaccination is not the number is is not a cure for it that's just something that the whole world different countries seem to be on one accord with you know what I mean it's not there's no cure for it yeah even our treatment you know, like it's not treating people because if you still get the, uh, you still get COVID, you still get sick. Can people I get sick for days and, and, and weeks, even if you have the, uh, the vaccine. Yep. So like, what is the, uh, you know, like the, where's the treatment for it? Did you send him the link? Yeah. I sent it to him twice with email. Um, just tell him I sent it to him twice. i tell you what though. Another thing uh, I'm with you on that. I'd rather you show up with a negative test than a vaccine because like I just told you, most of these established people that are doing all these vaccine this and vaccine that, they're having outbreaks, not us. They're having outbreaks. All the vaccinated people are the ones that's catching COVID for some odd reason right now. It seems that mostly of the vaccinated people are the ones who's catching it okay, in these so in that. these big sports debate areas and stuff like that. Like when it comes to sports and stuff like that, that's why I said I'm with you on that. I'd rather you show up with a negative test than have to show up with a vaccination because you being vaccinated don't mean jack because clearly you can still catch it. And clearly they are not. I ain't going to say they're not, but people 
aren't reporting numbers. I tell you what, I went to a football game today. Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs versus Steelers. I went to the game today. I had my mask on. Can I tell you how many people had a mask on? Okay. And can I tell you how many people flashed the vaccine card? Okay. I can assure you of one thing, one, one negative test given out around that joint neither. And that stadium was packed. It was still isn't Chiefs fan everywhere. I didn't see an empty seat in the building up until like third quarter. So, and the mandate, and it wasn't no mandates on vaccines in there. I ain't going to say mandates on vaccines. I didn't see no mandates on a mask. I didn't see none of that. I just seen over 10, 15,000 well, people Missouri, hanging right? out. I don't think Missouri has <laughs> mandates. You know no, they mean? don't. No, they don't. No, they so don't. Uh, they do, but it's not like it's not like normal mandates. Like it's, I don't like, want like, to take it there, but I'm about to take it there. It's a Republican state, man. Most Republican states aren't pushing the vaccines. I'm just gonna be honest with you. They're not pushing vaccine mandates or anyway. Well, here's something that's interesting to me. When you have the top cities or the top states, for example, you, you got San Francisco, you got Los Angeles, you got Chicago, you even have dc new york when they're placing mandates and their population is big huge humongous then it's like okay who's next who's the little guy up next who's next who's you know if if you got the top cities implementing a mask mandate or not just a mask mandate let's take that back to have proof of vaccinations for indoor dining concert music halls etc What's left for these small states? You think that you think it's, they're going to put up a huge fight for that? Um, no, because if you can get in. The way I think about it, when it first happened, if you can get the main people to play along, you ain't got to worry about the rest. So when it came to. The shot or the vaccination itself, as long as you can mandate healthcare workers, um, public service professionals, as far as post office, police officers, and stuff like that, firefighters, and things of that nature, you don't have no issues getting to the rest of the employees that work at McDonald's and all that other stuff. You don't have no issues getting to them. And that's the same type of theory I feel or philosophy I'm taking when it comes to this is that, yeah, you can, you know, you've got uh, Chicago and LA and all the big cities are involved in this vaccination, but honestly, as long as you can get the big cities to follow along, if you can make Chicago do a vaccine mandate for, um, you know, far as proof of vaccine, what spring, what fight is Springfield going to put up? <laughs> what well, fight sure. can they put up? You know, while, while we're in it, because this is actually a great let's go to a few clips that we have. In Hold on real quick, because while we heard Dez, you had COVID, right? Yes. Your line still <laughs> clearly correct. <laughs> yes. Feeling better. Feeling great about oh. eating some snacks. You been vaccinated yet, sir? No. Okay, then. Carry on, me. Carry on, my. I, I, I had COVID as well. Oh, you did? When? This was. Whoa. Oh, oh we COVID up up in here. Oh, y'all got the antibodies. Yeah. yeah. Turn up. You got the antibodies. I, I guess I'm the last of the Mohicans, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. Turn up, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did have the COVID, and, and uh, you survive. God bless. Yeah. And my and what they're not and before I play these clips, what they're not telling people as well is that you also, um, you also want to take care of your body as well. You want to try to um, exercise. You want to try to eat healthy. You want to try to drink a lot of water, and that will also help. 
So yeah. let me go ahead and go into some clips. Um, and these are just a couple clips that we'll, we're going to stop and get feedback as we go along. Um, for our listeners that's listening, this is a credited doctor, Dr. Peter A. Nicloth. Um, he was uh, recently on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. And he has some interesting information that he shared. And uh, again, you can all check this podcast out. Uh, go look it up and you all can listen to the full episode. But we have a few clips that um, is interesting. So I'm going to skim through a few clips. And I, and I want you all's opinion. I feel like it's, it's uh, some good information. Um, let's see. Let me know if you all can hear this. I'm going to start. Turn it up. Okay, you can't hear it? No, you just need to turn it up. That's all. Oh, okay, cool. Forgot. Okay. Try this again. Okay. This hey, man, is- listen. Before we continue, how was y'all good Sunday, okay? Because it is Sunday. Why do you think... There you go. Especially so early on in Australia, it, it can't be universal confidence across the board. So one of the things that's interesting about ivermectin is it's not demonized worldwide; it's distributed widely in other countries, and it's shown some effectiveness. Oh, absolutely! You know, ivermectin now is a first line, and it's attributed to crushing the curves in Mexico, uh, in Peru. Absolutely, crush the curves in India. Mm. Communication with them. Ivermectin is an interesting uh, drug, and I know you've reviewed it uh, in depth on the show. Uh, so um, uh, I'll leave it to experts like Dr. Corey and others uh, uh, there. But you know, I use it every day in my practice. I have no problems with ivermectin. It's safe, effective. Hmm. It's been uh, supported, uh, uh, you know, 2015 for ivermectin. Uh, but hydroxychloroquine, I think worldwide, is still the leading drug used to treat COVID-19, just because of its availability. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's known dosing. But nice about the interesting thing between hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin is ivermectin has a range inpatient and outpatient and has a bigger effect size in general. Both of them have, uh, are still lacking the 20 to 40,000 patient clinical trial. Okay, and I'm going to uh, skim through another part, but. Um... Skim to another part. So you what he that- said is true though, because remember I told you I said they give ivermectin as a uh, prescription in Canada for people who catch COVID. If you catch COVID, your but first prescription said- that you get from the hospital is ivermectin. Facts, but he's also saying it's used as an outpatient as well. Like, yep. why not? Why not? If these drugs are proven to work and cure system or treat symptoms within the first couple days, why not prescribe this so people can take it at home? Yep. Why not make it, you know, so what, what I know he say? said he'd been taking it. He ain't say he'd been taking it since 2015, but he said he'd been taking it. He taking it in his daily routine. That's that cool. says a lot because a daily routine could be waking up in the morning, coffee, orange, and stuff like that. So he making it part oh, of yeah. everyday life. Yeah, that's see. something to keep an eye on right there. Let's see, I got a couple of I got one. I what was that other thing you said? Hydroxychloroquine or whatever. Yeah, remember uh, Trump was talking about that? Yeah, we're going to have to try that. He just said he was... Let me see, let me scan through this. Let me see. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. 
Nancy, June 2020, around June, and we let it hang up there for two weeks, stating that hydroxychloroquine was associated with harm when used in patients with COVID-19. Who made this study? It was between uh, one investigator was at Harvard, and it was by a company called Surgisphere that nobody knew what this company was. It turned out to be a company that literally just dissolved or went, went away uh, without anybody understanding. So it was a company was. that was created specifically to do this. No, I don't mm. know. Because I looked at the data, Joe, and they had tens of thousands of people they claimed were hospitalized with COVID-19 fairly uh, early in the pandemic. The average age of these people hospitalized was in the low 40s. I looked at this paper in two seconds. I said, this doesn't make sense. We were hospitalizing people in their 80s, not in their 40s. And so to me, it didn't, it didn't, didn't look right. And then people started writing Lancet saying, listen, this doesn't look well. They started receiving tons of emails. And then Lancet basically retracted it and said, we reject it. No apologies, no explanation. I interpret that. And that, that occurred right before the FDA said, don't use hydroxychloroquine. It almost looked like it was a step to basically try to bury hydroxychloroquine as a therapy. Okay, and check this out. One more before we talk about it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting information, man. Like, uh, Sound like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> and on that, hey, on that note, I got a pyramid scheme for y'all ass. Have y'all heard about what's going on with OnlyFans in the lawsuit? I heard the CEO step down. Yeah, it, it, for a good reason. They got a fat ass lawsuit on the way from some, um, let's just say, some scheming going on behind the scenes. You feel me? Like the CEO always steps down when stuff gets hot. Hey, look, it's some scheming going. Because somebody going to have to take the fall. It's going to be the CEO every time. Hang on. It could be one of the regular employees who did it, and the CEO going to take the fall every time. You got to step down. It happened on your watch. Okay, check this out. We got one last one. Same thing. Endless proposals between NIH and FDA got nowhere because it looked like it was already predecided that the current set of genetic vaccines were going to move forward. There wasn't going to be any discussion on early treatment. I thought it was a gamble. I was faced with more and more of my patients getting sick with COVID-19. And what I told people all over, because I was I can't let the virus slaughter my patients. I'm not going to do it. I said, there's got to be something I can do. Early on, I used hydroxychloroquine, other drugs in combination. Once a pure cordon, give him great credit. His first contributions actually uh, steroids in the use of COVID-19. So we started using steroids once it was shown to us. Uh, we added steroids. The data started coming out of anticoagulants. And that's how I put it together. I'm telling you, every single one of my high-risk patients, I've always treated to prevent hospitalization and death. Of the 800,000 deaths that we are right now, I can tell you 201 they've received either no or inadequate early treatment. All of them. Go look in a table of baseline characteristics of hospitalized patients with COVID-19 and look at what we received before they came to the hospital. Zilch. In fact, there's one paper by Ip and colleagues, uh, first name, last name is called IP. It was published from New Jersey early on. And in that paper, back when there was a surge of hydroxychloroquine use in the spring of 2020, 
7% of the people had received some pre-hospital hydroxychloroquine before they got to the hospital. They had improved survival. Even some pre-hospital treatment really worked. So what happened is when we came up with our treatment protocols, the protocol that I mentioned, it sounds like describing uh, what you received as a treatment. You basically received the McCullough protocols, not being copyrighted as a sequence multi-drug. Once the monoclonal antibodies came in, that became a building block in our program. And we can maybe show the multi-drug protocol on the screen if we can look at it. Um, the point is that um, any pre-hospital treatment was associated with improved survival because we're taking an edge off viral replication, reducing some of the inflammation, preventing some of the thrombosis. If we let this thing run for 14 days, Joe, the, the lungs are filling with blood clots. By the time the oxygen saturation goes down, that's not the virus. The, the Italian showed us through autopsy studies, very courageous autopsy studies, the lungs are filled with microbiomics. Mm. So, in your opinion, if your protocol had been established and distributed worldwide, if people had recognized that this is a way deal with early treatment, you think that the overall number of COVID deaths would have been significantly reduced? I testified in the U.S. Senate November 19th, 2020, October 19th, under oath, that 50% of the lives at that time could have been saved. We were at about 250,000 deaths based on what I knew. I then testified on March 10th, 2021 in the Texas Senate, sworn testimony. I doubt that 85% of the deaths could have been avoided. We know that because we carried out studies. We did one with Proctor in Dallas-Fort Worth where we demonstrated that even the early primordial protocols before the monoclonal antibodies, when we used those in combination, were associated with 85% reductions in hospitalizations and deaths compared to fair comparator groups. In for death, we used the tri-county area in DFW, averages age-adjusted. And for hospitalization, we used the Cleveland Clinic calculator, which is a very precise estimate of the risk of hospitalization. Then, as simultaneously, Durland and Zelenko showed that from Monroe, New York data, and then Didier Leon showed it from Marseille, France. So we have three different layers showing early multi-drug therapy as an outpatient works substantially, and we've had a giant loss of life, a giant number, millions and millions of millions of hospitalizations. Uh, and it seemed to me, and I've, and I've told Tucker Carlson and many others, early on, there was an intentional, very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear, suffering, isolation, hospitalization, and death. And it seemed to be completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for it and then promote mass vaccination. So you believe this is a premeditated thing that they were doing? So they realized that in order to get people enthusiastic about taking this vaccine, the best way to do that was to not have a protocol for treatment. It's not just my idea. Now it's completely laid out by the book by Dr. Pam Popper, the book recently published by Peter Bregan, uh, COVID-19 and the Global Predators. We have to pray. I wrote one of the uh, introductions, Dr. Leafley and Dr. Brad Morenko, who's one of the of the other introductions. These books are basically nonfiction. They have uh, a thousand citations in the Reagan book showing how it was coordinated and planned. Now Dr. Kennedy has a book out, The Real Anthony Fauci. I'm the most uh, uh, mentioned physician in that book. I can tell you that if you want to find the evidence that Moderna was working on the vaccine, before the virus ever 
emanated out of the lab because you wanted to find the, the collisions and the operations between the Gates Foundation and Gavi and Sebi and Pfizer and Moderna and the vaccine manufacturers and the Wuhan lab and the National Institutes of Health and Ralph Beck and University of North Carolina and Chapel Hill and how all this was organized. If you want to see the Johns Hopkins planning seminar called the SPARS pandemic in 2017, where they had a symposium, people showed up, they wrote up their symposium findings, they published this. It says it's going to be a coronavirus. It's going to be related to MERS and SARS. It's going to come over here to the United States. It's going to shut down cities and frighten people. There's going to be confusion regarding the drug, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And we're going to utilize all that in order to railroad the population into mass vaccination. It's laid out in the Johns Hopkins SPARS pandemic training seminar. The only thing that got wrong was the year. They said it was going to be 2025. <laughs> Is it? This is very important. I give credit to Dr. Matthias. Okay, so I'm gonna pause it right there, but um, I could. The reason why I let it go a little longer, just so people could see that um, we're not just choosing something random and just playing something of someone's opinion, but someone who has data research and can give you the names and where you can go find this for yourself that's proven to be on the records. You feel what I'm saying? Isn't that kind of blew my mind when I first heard that? I mean, like, honestly, yeah. Because honestly, go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. No, I just said it blew my mind because as I'm listening to it, it make it, it makes perfect sense in a sense. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Just them not, you know, just first of all, and even when you look at the Mari Cron, I remember when Joe Biden, when he first came out on television and announced the Mari Cron. And he said that it was it was in Africa and it's nothing to worry about here in the United States. And what do you know, two or three days later, oh, United States have its first few cases of Amari crime. So how did that? Next thing you know, it's an outbreak. And then what the doctor is saying is that, yo, we know that COVID is real because we have people testing rapidly and they get, and they, and they get more with it. He was just saying like some of the people, like some of the... Uh, some of the cases have been fluctuated with because you could go in different places and take a test. Mm. Let's just say if you test positive for COVID, Mojo, and then you go somewhere else, like you know, you, you get sick again and you go they test say I don't. under a different you can test under a different people can test under a different name, and that's still going to the pot as well. And not only that, but what about you're just telling people to quarantine and what this guy is saying, the virus bakes in your nose and your mouth. You know, you don't need to quarantine in 14 days. You need to get treatment right away because the longer it stays in your system, it's going to bake in your lungs. And we have treatment for that to stop that so it can prevent death. 
And if I would have played the clip, a clip a little bit longer, he was saying, remember on CNN, how they had the death toll rising up like by the minute and second? He was like, I receive death certificates all the time. It usually takes six weeks after the person died for me to receive the death certificate. So how are we knowing that all these people passed away from COVID that quick? Now, during COVID, during COVID, you come in here and you pass away with COVID, we sending that information off immediately. Boom. Yeah. But so what did you think about, what did you, Des and Mojo, I'm curious to know, like, and we can close this shortly after that, but after hearing those clips, I'm just curious to know uh, you all's input and we can wrap, wrap up the show from there because I don't think it's nothing left, you know. I would love to, you know, basically. Des, you got your heard, mic turned off. Based on what you heard, Mojo, like, um, give us a quick wrap up of how you feel feel about it. I mean, honestly, yeah. Go ahead, Des. He basically, I felt he said it was a pandemic. Yeah, a pandemic. That's what I got from it. So, you know, I mean, honestly, it sound what he said is it sound correct and definitely correct in the theory that I've been thinking about it with. Like he said, he came in, he started out at 50% in 2020. By 2021, he went up to 85%. 85% of deaths could have been prevented if we just did this or if we just did that. On top of the fact, the one thing that sticks with me more than anything, Myra, is when he said how fast they came up with the vaccine. I remember when People, when it first started, they're like, oh, I'm not getting the vaccine because they came out with it too fast. No, they did. No, they did. If you pay attention, history will tell you the truth, will it not? Okay, then. Let's do some history, historical research. When was the first time you seen COVID pop up on a Lysol can? Back in the 2000s, early, late 90s, early 2000s, right? They've had more than 10 years to build this vaccine. Now, whether it works or not, I don't know. But I do know it ain't nothing new. They've been working on it for a long time. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been sitting on that bottle. Just like he said in that clip where he said they mentioned it in a press conference. And like you said, if you keep going, he mentions more of it. Oh, yeah. I could have so, let the whole thing play. Yeah, that, that whole little segment right there just let me know I was right on schedule. A, there's other things that I can do. And B, this, like you said, Des, this is a pandemic. They've been working on this for a long time. And like I told you, Myra, early, it's all a plan. What does that mean for the littler cities? Absolutely nothing. It just means that you're finna get smacked with it as soon as I tell you to. But what, okay, because for a second, okay, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's about money, but you gotta think about it. You, they collected money, the companies, and made tons, tons of billions of dollars of money. But don't you think it's something bigger? I don't think it's about money. I ain't saying that. I don't think it's no, about money at all. I, of course, it's about we know it's about money. Big pharma. First of all, big pharma. Mm. Damn, I don't think I don't think it's about money at all. I don't think they're making no money behind this. It's to be every honest, with single you. when when the guy when Joe Rogan he mentioned he said it seemed like it's a worldly thing across the board. Yeah, everybody's on board with it, and that's why I told you I don't think there's no money involved in this. We no, talked about is. this. Yeah, you got they get money from it. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, was this a plan put in place for them to make money? No. I think money coming in is just a side effect of what they've done. I honestly believe this was set in place for the big picture. The big picture is something's coming and people are not paying attention. Something's coming. Control. And it ain't. 
Exactly. At, at least control. At, at, at yes. best, something's coming. But at least at, at all those fails, anything like at, at the bottom of that is, is least control. Of course, like you said, money side effect, but control, I feel like, is one of that's up there. I hundred percent agree. I believe Myra. I think this whole thing is about control, especially in the United States. Remember, I told you the other day. I said, "Hell, I think they're getting ready. They're positioning us, getting rid of the phase, like you was talking about. What if they shut down Google and Facebook and all this other stuff and the things that they've just been doing to implement, even with the vaccine mandate? I told you, we're in debt. Someone's gonna have to pay that debt at some point in time. It don't look like there's no hope coming for us. So." I'm not saying this is true. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But the theory and the hypothesis I'm going to ride with that we're getting sold to China and that we need to get ready to be controlled by China. Therefore, let's start it early. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. What I think is happening is there is preparing us for you know what I think it's preparing preparing us for war and uh this is and this is strictly opinion, guys so don't take this literally um for people listening to the podcast but in order for something to happen you all notice that we always have to be in agreement with something right we have to be in agreement now i don't i don't think this is something i don't think it's strictly about money i think something i think there's a next a next big war coming soon well we know that but it's it's so chaotic now Think about everything that happened before the, the big wars has happened. It was so chaotic. People were worn down. They were tired. They wanted a solution. They wanted to blame it on this person, that person. Uh, we, we we were giving up excuses to go to war and kill Osama bin Laden and, and, and Gaddafi, Gaddafi when they had nothing to do with nothing. But all I'm just saying is that I can directly pinpoint it, but I, I think there's going to be something big happening as far as some type of chaos. And I want to say it's a war. No, I'm with you. Strictly my opinion. And um no, I'm with you on that. I I mean, I ain't even gonna say I'm with you on that because I know it's one coming. I ain't no thunder. Don't think about it. There's a war coming, sister. Brother down there, there's listen. Hey, y'all, there's a war coming, people, listeners. There's a war coming. Now, where we end up on the side of that war, it's debatable. It's a question, as a matter of fact. But once again. How can you have war with such dissension in the country? Remember, we talked about the other day. The hardest thing for the, the hardest thing for this country to do is to try to get the military vaccinated. Because once they say no, what you going to tell them? Oh, well, you're dishonorably discharged. You can't dishonorably discharge half of your military or at least 30 percent of your military because then you got to recover that. Because what if there's a war? What if we come out? What if it hit CNN? Did CNN come out and say, oh, the United States had to let go 20 percent of their military due to not want to do the mandate? What do you think other countries are going to think of when they hear that? Oh, let's slide in. <laughs> they 20 percent down. Let's get in there. I was ready to go with them full strength. They down 20 percent. Let me slide in. And I think that's a good note to leave. You, you wrapped it up perfect. I think that's a good note to leave. Leave out on. And I want to save your money. Out. Get your resources and do research like Myra just did, bringing this clip to the damn table. Do your research, save and get more resources. And great clip, Myra. Facts. Thank you. Appreciate that. I just try. We just try to like we want to do our part on informing people. We don't want to just talk about something and have people just like, oh, they're biased. This is strictly, you know, that they're making, you know, they're just making this up. And, you know, I'm certain get. 
you know, it's uh, these are actual, oh, they just talking. actual opinions who's been out here in the field who did clinical research on thousands and thousands upon people on elderly people. This guy clearly said 80 years old, 80 and above. And if you think yeah. about it, the virus was attacking, you know, there was a high death rate in those elderly people. So if he's saying like, when yo, first popped I, got up, a, yeah. I got a treatment right here that'll help. I'm dealing with elderly people and you all are ignoring it. But a disclaimer, yeah. guys, simply our views, our opinions do not take anything literally. Yep. And um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're not like the Joe Budden podcast whoa 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 sir whoa 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 stuff like that or or the uh we ain't doing no slander sir okay this is the information station known as twisted young we got stuff to say we're talking about what's actually going on in the world we're not just worrying about rappers every time they blow a poot out there but we don't care about that we you know we of course we cover it but we care about what's going on in, in front of your face What's going on outside? What you know? What what make being a city near you just like in Chicago? They got those uh, um, passports and stuff just to go out to eat. It yeah. might be close to a city near you. You know, you got. We're trying to have, you know, people aware. You know, oh, it's coming what, to a city near to, you. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and then you got to look outside these countries, man. Look at these other countries. How Australia. the people are being treated. You know that that don't take the vaccine. You know if you're like us and you don't take the vaccine, hey man, we might be in the camp playing cards one day. You Listen, never know. Yeah, I, I suggest my my thing for all the people out here is just you know, like I said, gather your resources, uh, yeah. invest your money, save your money, invest your money, gather as many resources as possible, learn how to cook, clean, and do everything on your own. Okay, yeah. use as much Google and YouTube as you can, and on top of all of that. Get ready for camp, baby. We're going to the Walmart concentration camps. Get ready for camp, baby. <laughs> put, put God first. Open the Absolutely. Put God first, man. Listen, that's the we first and last so thing much. to talk about. That's the only reason we cover stuff like this, because we love y'all. and We want to give our audience the real, the cold, hard facts. And if you're from Australia, send us an email, man. We got to get you on the show. All right, guys, and be sure to like comment subscribe you heard the best from mojo and desi des we don't just talk about generic news we want to be as authentic as possible and we want to let you know what's out here going on in the world we don't want to we want to have it all for you we want to yeah. keep you in tune yeah this is twisty youngins aka the information station the ruler nation okay now other than that all i got man and pay attention. Hey, hey, Myra, pay attention to that. Remember, I told you. <laughs> hundred damn near 20,000 people. Out of 20,000 people, I can assure you, only a hundred of them had masks on. Uh, what? Only a hundred? Yeah. Like me, my gal, and her family, and maybe a few other fans. It was it. And the Nobody doctor had. also said, before we leave out, he said it's caused by, like, in... in in air, he says, no, you know, the mask really won't prevent it because, uh, you know, air is all around the mask. Yep. They've yeah. already came out and said that the mask don't help. I don't even know why there's mandates anything. They've already, even the, um, what's the people, uh, the CDC, they came out, said the mask don't help. Remember, they said use two masks at one point. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> Be all safe right, man. Keep enlightening yourself, guys. Hey, We're not telling you to do anything, but we just want to present you with information. Do what's in the best interest of your health, man. I love.